Leaders in Worship Podcast, episode number six. Welcome back to the Leaders in Worship Podcast. Our purpose is to equip, connect, and develop leaders in the area of worship ministry. I'm your host, Matt Perkins, and I want to say thanks for listening. We're relatively new on iTunes, so if you wouldn't mind leaving us a starred rating and maybe a written review, we would greatly appreciate that. Hey, I want to make another announcement, is that we are now available on Stitcher Smart Radio. If you are a Stitcher user, then you already know how this works, and uh, you've, I'm sure, found it useful. I've been using Stitcher for probably the last four months and am loving being able to just subscribe very quickly to podcasts, stream those. And if you don't know about Stitcher, go to stitcher.com, and you can find out more information. You can listen right from the website there, or you can find links in how you can download for iOS as well as Android. And so take a minute and check out stitcher.com. Well, today we are talking with Lester Rector. We're actually starting a two-part series on discipleship. Today we're going to talk about what is discipleship and why do I need it? And secondly, how do I do it? How do I set up a discipleship program in my ministry? Well, Lester has been developing materials over the last number of years and just taking time, and he'll talk about kind of how that developed But uh, I want you to make sure that you're checking out their website. It's lesterandholly.com. And you can go to our show notes at leadersinworship.com slash 006. And we'll find links for Lester and Holly and their ministry. They have a new CD that's coming out very soon. And so I want to encourage you to get that. Also, just take a moment. Listen to the music that they have. very accomplished vocalists, songwriters, and they have a message that uh, is for the church, and they love to see people discipled. So right now we're going to go to that interview with Lester, and we're going to talk about what discipleship is and and why do we need it. Uh, Lester, thanks so much for being here today and uh, just spending some time and talking with us. Why don't you just take, uh, take a minute and tell us about your ministry, some of the things that you and Holly are involved in, and and uh, we'll go from there. Absolutely, we uh, we began uh, really the ministry began or launched, if you will, in 2005. Uh, my wife and I uh, made the leap of faith from from a church ministry into a full time road ministry, and uh, we uh, based out of Atlanta at that time, and um, spent the spent three years from 05 to 08 on the road full time. Uh, saw that grew from just being me and her to me and her and a player to me and her and a full band, you know, wow. and, and uh, God was just growing and developing. We released two albums during that time and and uh, just saw some major growth. And uh, and then in 08, we came off the road uh, at the behest of the Lord, <laughs> uh, who said it's time to it's time to make a shift. The shift in, in our minds, we thought, was uh, for greater development in ministry when really it was for greater development in us. Yeah. Uh, God said, I, and, 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 and to be, to be uh, specific, he said in, in his words, uh, I have seen uh, that in, uh, I have seen um, where you're going, and I've seen that where you're going will not last. 
and uh, and so and he he kind of uh, grew us up and developed us in that time, and that was from that you know middle of '08 to '09 period, and uh, and then from there we began uh, he began uh, developing uh, within us this um, this ideal of a uh, face to face worship and what mm-hmm. that meant. And at first, you know, my mind I thought, well, you know, this is another level or another dimension, if you will. I hate using those words, but it's what people yeah. are reckon- you know they know those yeah. words. Another level, another divin- dimension of. Uh, of our ministry and where we're going. <laughs> and, and again, that wasn't the case. It was more about what God wanted to develop in us yeah. uh, so that when it came time for us to, to, uh, to go back out or do what we do on, on the road and, and to break back into full-time ministry, uh, we would not only be equipped or have the tools by which to give people, but we would have life experiences, personal experiences yeah. with him to back what it is that we were going to sing and say. You know, I, Sometimes when, because how you phrased it, and, and that's how we all look at of, okay, God, you're moving me to this. So if I'm going from here to here, obviously, you know, man, bring it on, God. Yeah. Until we get into that season and we're going, oh, wait, God, you wanted to work in me, you know, mm-hmm. and do something internal. Coming through that phase, what were some of the things that, that God started developing in you that you started seeing? Well, first of all, people have to understand that God is a very personal God, whether we realize it or not in the moment that we're in the circumstance that we're in or in the place that we're in. uh, God always approaches things from a father, son, father, daughter perspective. It's very personal. It's very intimate. And so, you know, because that's our first call. Um, Ministry is something that's learned. Uh, A lot of people who are in ministry today, they're they're there because they have learned how to do it. Mm -hmm. And that learning, um, it assists them so long. And then at some point, it has to become personal to them. And the only way that it can become personal, meaning that they're actually experiencing what they are ministering, is they have to be put into a position for God to become personal to them. And, 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 you know, uh, case in point, the Bible says in, in Matthew that when Jesus came up out of the water, after being baptized by John, the heavens opened, the Spirit of the Lord descended like a dove, and God spoke saying, this is my son. I love him and I'm real pleased with him. The very next phrase, the Scripture says, then the Holy Spirit led Jesus into the wilderness to be tempted by the enemy. You know, the, the point of that was so that the Word of God or what God was wanting to establish in Christ and make known to the people about Christ could be fulfilled through what he suffered. Yeah. Um, and, and the Scripture says that Jesus learned obedience through what he suffered. Um, so, you know, we, we, experienced, we experienced the personal work of God in that time in our lives. Not that what we were doing in, in ministry wasn't... We'd, if you would have asked us because of how it felt, we would tell you it's very personal. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't until we got into that place where we had to, uh, where we were being stripped of everything that we put our confidence in, i.e. Yeah. our gifts, our abilities, our opportunities. Uh-huh. All of these things we had more confidence in than we did the Lord. Right. When God stripped all those things away and said, okay, now I'm, t- I'm going to cause you to live everything you sing and say. Mm-hmm. It was at that point that we realized that we weren't really ministering the way God sees it. Our perspective of it wasn't what his perspective was. Mm-hmm. And so it was at that point that we began to see that, okay, you know what, this is a much more personal thing to him than it's been to us. Yeah. And so at that point, it's about God just helping us get on his page. Yeah. You know, I want you to see from my point of view, you know, yeah. so uh, not just see ministry, but first of all, you need to see yourself. Jesus didn't, uh, God didn't say anything about what Jesus was there to do when he introduced his son to the people. 
He said, this is my son. I love him and I'm real pleased. He didn't talk about the fact that he would heal the sick. He didn't talk about the fact he would go to the cross. He didn't bring up any of that. Mm -hmm. He just said, this is my son. He defined him first Yeah, as a son. You know, I, I've uh, heard the statement for years that it's uh, you pay now or pay later, but one way you're going to pay. Mm-hmm. You know, and if we, if we try and um, move real fast in our ministry to grow it, expand it, and go, man, I'm, we're doing this, we've got this. Yeah. Um, but we never take the time to develop who we are personally. And as ministers, whether it's, you know, leading, uh, whether it's leading a congregation or it's leading people in our ministry, or whether it's just saying, God, God what do you have for me? What are you trying to speak to me mm-hmm. that, that I need to learn? And um, it takes slowing down. I've been guilty at different times of going so fast, and then when you stop, you're going, wait a second. It wasn't about doing this, doing that, and all the things that we do in ministry. God, what are you speaking to me? Yeah. What what do I need to learn and, and develop? Now, you and Holly have several projects. You have a, a CD project that is just getting ready to release. Yeah. And uh, why don't you talk about what that project is, is about and what it's like and, and when it's, uh, it's going to be available. Well, most of our music, uh, and I say most of it because we've not written all of it, so there's some cover stuff over the, over the uh, span of the four projects that we have, including the one that's coming out. Is very dis- most of our music is very discipleship-driven, uh-huh. um, meaning that the emphasis is more on the message than it is even on the music, and the music is designed or... or, or it's, it's specifically designed. When we write it, we even we, we certain sounds, certain certain moods. We want the music to portray to help enhance the message mm-hmm. what we're wanting to get across. So this new album that's coming out is titled Face to Face. It's the title cut. It's a six song EP, and um, uh, which is kind of a new format. Uh, that we're not necessarily excited about, but that's what the label wants to do, so <laughs> it is what it is. Um, uh, but uh, all the songs on this new project, all of them are, um, are very discipleship-driven, and all of the lyrics come right out of our discipleship material, the mm-hmm. face-to-face, being intimate with God material. And, uh, and the purpose for the record is, is, uh, is again, to, to, um, to engage people in, in something that everybody knows. Everybody knows the language of music. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it doesn't matter where you are. I can go to a foreign country, and even though they may not understand what I am saying, the music is always going to yeah. transfer over into into uh, their ability to understand or yeah. hear. Uh, same way with us, you know. So um, there's always going to be that, that aspect involved. So the music is designed to do that. The message is meant to, is meant to expose uh, who we really are and where we really are. Yeah. Um, a lot of people, especially you know, in, in the discipleship format, you know, they they tend to, if they're honest, they'll tend to tell you, "I'm really not sure where I am in my relationship with God," mm-hmm. and then they'll also say, "And I'm really not sure how God feels about me." Yeah, you know, those are two things that a lot of people want to know. Number one, where I'm at, and how how does He really feel about me? Because we say, well, you know, the Scripture says, the, yeah, that's all well and good. Everybody can read that and go, well, the Scripture said this. But ultimately, at the end of the day, until it's made personal, yeah. you know, those are just words on a page. Yeah. You know, so uh, so the goal of the music uh, in, on the Face to Face album is is, um, is is to bring people to a point of, uh, of exposure. You know, mm-hmm. that's why we titled it Face to Face. That's why the ministry as a whole is titled Face to Face. Because in a face-to-face conversation, there's no place to hide. 
Yeah. You know, all the blemishes are seen. Yeah. You know, all, all of the the awkward moments that you know, all of those things are are exposed. Yeah. And uh, you know, unlike our society today, you know, has become very text message, instant message, email message driven. Mm-hmm. You know, whether we whether we realize it or not, or whether it's intentional or not, we do our very best to to maintain a certain. Yeah. A certain uh, uh, sense of hidden agenda, you know. Yeah. Uh, we we don't we don't we would rather be in those conversations where we're not face to face with someone than we would yeah. be in a face, you know. And and sometimes we say, well, it's because I'm too busy or time. Yeah, all of those things matter, but at the end of the day, all of that mentality transfers over in the way in which we approach God. You know, so our conversations with God become shorter and shorter. Wow. Yeah. And pretty soon we'll be using abbreviations when it comes to you know talking to him you know yeah. <laughs> hey thx god you know you know what i'm saying i mean yeah. you know, and and i say that only because that's becoming the language of today yeah. you know it really is Absolutely, i mean it's yeah. easier to to abbreviate it's easier to text all of these things are a part of of what's developing the relationship in the future with mm-hmm. each other so yeah. it's going to eventually transfer over into how we communicate talk with and approach god and so this is designed to bring people into a moment of just exposure you know, yeah. let's let's get down to brass tacks. Let's have a real conversation. Let's take all the gloves off, all the hidden agendas off. I'm going to expose who I am to you. Mm-hmm. The Lord is saying, and then I want you to then be honest with me. Yeah. You know, so He knows all of those things about us already. Right. Yeah. As we get older, there's things I know in a parent relationship. Um, you start looking at how my relationship is with God in a different way too yeah. you're just going wow this is this is incredible and so there's the music ministry that that speaks for itself and people will hear of that but there's another side of what you're doing and you've already been talking about this discipleship with the leaders and worship podcast our purpose is to equip connect and develop leaders in worship and that can be from a worship pastor as a leader to someone that is on the team or a part that we all have different areas that we're entrusted to lead. Right. And what brought this about as far as developing the discipleship material? What was going on in your life? Was that part of the that time that you were taking a step back and Absolutely. saying, okay, let's let's retool? So how did that come about? Well, I mean, yeah, we, my wife and I, uh, during that 08-09 period, we were both... Um, uh, well, in transition, I, I like using the word transition because a lot, and, and that's a word that a lot of people are afraid of because obviously it, it, uh, it jacks up the norm. You yeah. know, we get comfortable <laughs> in what we're in, but transition always causes that sense of, of, uh, of unknowing, you know, mm-hmm. what's going on. It was in that period that God began to not only instill the principles that are being taught in face to face, because that's a process that's still happening, yeah. but, um, but also the vision for it. And uh, initially, initially, uh, when we launched Face to Face as a five hundred one c three, we launched it, you know, from the perspective of just music. Yeah. And um, and it wasn't until about six months into that process that God began speaking to me about the discipleship material. And how He did this was, I, my wife and I, we left uh, we left Orlando in '09. We moved to Naples, Florida, to work with a church that had gone through a devastating circumstance. Got down there, and the music program was in disarray. Mm-hmm. Pastor said, "Lester, I really need your help to 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 fix." this issue well immediately i recognized that this had nothing to do with with music yeah um and i told the pastor when he hired me i said look i said the music is easy for me you know over years and years of leading worship i know 
what will get people's attention as a worship mm-hmm. leader. Sad but true. Right. We know the right things to sing, the yeah. right when to sing them, and we know the right yep. buttons to push. Those are all things that become, again, that's that learned aspect. Sure. What I recognized immediately was the need in this team for discipleship. These people were where they were today because they had not been disciples. So I say, well, Lester, they're listening to sermon. Yeah, I mean, but here's the deal. Sermons on Sunday morning are a great thing. The problem is 90%, statistically, 90% of a people who hear a Sunday morning sermon cannot tell you one point from that sermon the next day. Wow. Not one point <laughs> from a three-point sermon. Wow. 90%. So, so at the end of the day, you know, there, there isn't this gap filler that's happening in the body of Christ. And I recognize this there. And God began speaking to me about what he was doing in me yeah. and putting it on paper. Take the things I'm teaching you, and I want you to begin writing them down, formatting them. So I did that. I started formatting and writing and yada yada, and then eventually it turned into um, it turned into a, a Wednesday night teaching. I was doing a teaching on Wednesday nights called "Being Intimate with God," and I was requiring my whole music team to be present. You have to be there for these teachings. Yeah, six month course. I mean, six week course that I was doing, and after and I repeated that course. I did it a total of three times in a year period, and it was during that time that I began breaking it down into what, I, what, what, it, what the format that it's in now in the Being Intimate with God uh, um, uh, face-to-face discipleship material it was broken down into three sessions. And I began realizing that this thing is like building a house. We lay right foundation in session one. Session two, we start putting up the walls. And session three, we decorate. And, uh, and, and that's how the, uh, you know, the material came about. You know, one of the things that God showed me, said, Lester, there's two types of honesty. There's honesty from your point of view, which is based only upon what you see. So you've yeah. got this perspective of everything you see and hear around you in the natural. Mm-hmm. And you're able to, to portray a perspective of honesty based upon that. He said, but there's another perspective of honesty that I speak about in the scripture when I talk about seeking me with your whole heart. So on and so he said, Lester, he said, that perspective is based upon what I reveal only I can see the heart of a man according to 1 Kings. The scripture tells mm-hmm. us that only God knows the real heart of a man. So if we're going to begin to confront or, or speak about those aspects of honesty that God sees, then we have to first be led into the revelation of that. Yeah. God revealing what's really in us, us recognizing that it's him revealing it and then responding to what he says. Yeah. And I realized in my own life, man, that the process that God had taken me through was just to get me to a point where I could actually respond to what he was revealing. Because mm-hmm. I'd look at my circumstance and go, you did this, you did that, yeah. you're trying to destroy me, God, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. And God was saying, your only, your, your only basis of honesty is upon what you see. Uh-huh. And your seeing is, what's, is what is controlling your feelings or emotions. So that's what you're speaking out of. He said, but Lester, there's another place that is being revealed that you can't see. Mm-hmm. And God had to lead me into that place of revelation. Well, that's what discipleship is. Yeah, It's revealing what is really in us so that we can begin to see ourselves from his point of view and see our lives from his point of view. That's the only way in which we get a clear glimpse of who God really is. Otherwise, it's only based upon what someone else has said or what we've read. Yeah. And not to take away or belittle those moments, but those moments should only enhance what God has revealed to us personally. Yeah. They shouldn't be what we're putting our stock in. Yep. They should be what they should be a, a, a confirmation yeah. of what's been revealed to us by him. Now when uh, when you went into this church setting that had gone through some some difficulty, um, did you already have 
the material no. put together? No. Wow. No, I begin, I begin teaching out of my own experience. I began teaching first, and then in the process of teaching, I started writing down what it was that I was teaching. So I would go into a, I would go into a rehearsal, for example, and I would, I'd spend the first 20 minutes or so, sometimes 30 minutes, um, just teaching. Yeah. I'd come in armed and ready with a particular topic. Sometimes it was something that was in my heart to talk about. Sometimes it was on the fly. I'd get there in rehearsal, man, and I could just sense and feel what was happening in the room, and I would address those issues. And, uh, and it gave my team confidence in my ability to lead them because yeah. coming in, you know, they only knew me as the artist. Yeah. You know, but can this guy actually do the, the, the praise and worship pastor yeah. thing, you know? And, uh, and so, you know, it, it, it was a proving time in that regard, uh, in that sense. It was also an exposing time because, uh, you know, and I, had, and I had several who were offended and frustrated and yada yada the whole <laughs> shebang. You know, I, did, I didn't go in, I didn't have the Cinderella period. None of that existed yeah. for me. In yeah. fact, I've never had that. For those music guys out there who have had that Cinderella stuff, yeah. I envy them. Yeah, enjoy I, it while you got yeah, it. Yeah, I've never had that going into a job. Yeah. I, and I've worked with three different ministries. I've never had that aspect, and uh, like in like in this one, you know, we we um, uh, you know we we went right in gun, guns blazing, uh, but it wasn't meant to offend or hurt or harm the people. It was meant to expose where we were, so that we all had an understanding of where we need to go. Yeah, here's where we are now. Whether you see it or not, this is where we are. And this is where God wants us to be. So this is where we're going. So I went in and I gave them not only not only uh, a glimpse of the position of where they were in, but I also said, "Here's where we want to be a year from now." Yeah. And um, and so we had goals. We had we had you know a way of getting there. And it was in that period that I began writing down and journaling and and putting on paper the format for what is now the face to face material. Well, I want to thank you for listening. This is the first in our two-part series on discipleship and, and why we need this. You know, one of the things that Lester was mentioning was most problems that we have in our music ministry really have nothing to do with music. It's a discipleship issue or it's a heart issue. And so we need to take the time and devote that to making disciples and developing and growing our people. That's what our purpose is, to equip, connect, and develop leaders in the area of worship ministry, and we want to be raising people up. So you can find information in our show notes, leadersinworship.com slash 006. You'll find links to Lester and Holly's music. Go on to their website, purchase their music. They have workbooks and information that you can get on the face-to-face discipleship program. And next week, you're going to hear more about that. And how do we implement this? He'll talk more about his discipleship program that he has developed, and uh, I encourage you, get this resource into your ministry. It will help them, and uh, it will help you in the process. It's not just something we're doing for our people. Discipleship is something that each one of us need to commit to. So thanks again for listening to the Leaders in Worship podcast. If you have a comment, maybe a question, something that you would like to see covered in a future episode, why don't you go to our website, leadersinworship.com. You can leave a voicemail right on the website. You can click the button there. Or you can call us, leave a voicemail on our Google Voice line. is 407-308-5323, and uh, you can do that. You can also email me, matt 
at leadersinworship.com. I'd love to hear from you, and uh, we hope that this has been a help for you. God bless, and you have an incredible week. I can only smile when I think about your love, when I think about your grace and the beauty of your face. I can only smile.